Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 202 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library's podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Maracle. Hi, Jacob. Hey, Michelle. Ooh, I'm all relaxed and rested after that uh, that break that we had there. Well, it wasn't much of a break for me because after these two and a half years... The COVID found me. Oh, it finally got you, huh? I really wanted to think I was a fancy immune person, and I was not. You, you got you got caught with like a third to last person in a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. like you were almost there, and then they got you right at the end. So close, so close. So, so like, are you doing okay? Like, yeah, I'm okay. A little bit of a cough left. My brain fog is leaving. It's funny. People talk about it, and you're like, whatever. And then you get it, and you're like, oh, I see. It feels like a mist is floating inside of your head. Like, well-described, people. Thanks for the heads up. Um, I, I, f- I feel as though I've been training my entire adult life for this moment. Yes, <laughs> you literally have. You're not even, my, you've probably had it and you just don't even know. Yeah, my, my brain function can be foggy. It's like, oh, okay, well, it, was it Wednesday? Like, that's basically what we're doing. Here. You know, a crazy thing I got, which I haven't heard anyone getting, but I got insomnia. Really? I've never had that in my life. Like, I'm a poor sleeper, Ooh, let's... but... To just not sleep, and you're sick, so your body's like, I think I'd be better tomorrow if I just went to sleep, and I would just be like, bing. I even took a sleeping pill one night, mm-hmm. no effect. Oh, yeah. And then I took some cough syrup with codeine, and I was like, here I go, and it had like the opposite effect. I was like on speed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, it was we can terrible. We, <laughs> we can chat about insomnia experiences all night, oh. man. The best is like when you start to fall asleep an hour before your alarm's going to go off oh, and you got to fight terrible. it off because you're like, I can't do it because I won't wake up. Oh, they're the best. <laughs> oh, insomnia. This like is weird. I couldn't, I didn't even read or watch a ton of TV because I don't know. I did a lot of sitting and staring. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I mean, if you, got, really like, strange. If you got brain fog going on, you're just like, Ugh, and then like next thing you know, two hours went by and you yeah. don't even know what happened. But don't worry. I definitely got to watch the never ending story because that made me feel better. Well, of course. Did you get to the Jack Black one or did you just stick with the first one? Jack Black. He's in like the third one. Oh, no. I know. Like, it's one of those. First one only for me. Remember, everybody, everyone famous in Hollywood is related to somebody, and they've been (laughs) around a lot longer than you think. Oh, it's crazy. But, yeah, there, you know, it's sad because there's so many shows that I want to watch. It was such a great opportunity for it. Um, I mean, you've seen this Emmys list this year? I have, yes. It's stacked. Oh, it's this year and next year are going to be, like, Murderer's Row, anybody wants to win it. Absolutely. Like, really, really great stuff. Um, if you haven't seen it or these shows, you know, Succession was nominated as 25 mm-hmm. nominations. 25, which is a bit excessive. <laughs> That's They're... the most of anyone. And then um, Ted Lasso has 20. One day I'll watch both of those shows. I've seen a couple Ted I, Lassos. I, I haven't can't seen wait. any Succession. I can't wait to talk about them. And then The White Lotus, which I have not seen um, that got 20. No, we'll so see, those are the biggest shows. That one I'm never watching because, as we know, Star Steve's on. So, you know, I'm not going anywhere. Oh, you're so weird with him. Um, you know what? It's got Alexander Daddario. And if it's like that tells you how much I hate Steve's on, then I'm like, no, I'm not going to watch this show because of him. I guess so, Jacob. So HBO and HBO Max led this year with 140 nominations. We have 108 for HBO and then 32 for HBO Max. I didn't realize those were separate. Um, well, for so now. Interesting. HBO Max is disappear I know, I can't think about that. we don't want to talk about that. And then Netflix followed that with 105 nominations. Which is good for them, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, we are the land of streaming. That is, that's that's what's up. Oh, Paramount Plus? Yeah, we don't know what's going on there. (laughs) But yeah, so today we're going to talk about some of our favorite shows that are nominated because 
it's tough. There's a lot of content out there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff nominated. So we're going to talk about the things that we think it's crucial that you should be watching. So swap some passwords um, until the library can get these because they're not all available on DVD yet. And yeah, let's get into the good stuff. You ready? Let's do it. What you got? So I'm going to talk about um, this was nominated for Best Drama Series, and it was my favorite show of the year, and that is Severance, which is on mm. Apple TV. You do. You've mentioned the show Holy to me, cow. and like you told me the premise. Uh, all of a sudden, like I need to find myself an Apple account. Check that it, out, man. It's it's literally so good. Um, so it's a sci-fi show. It's primarily directed by Ben Stiller, which and he's been putting out great content. Ben Stiller is a fit. he's a better director than he is an actor by oh, a mile, hundred <clears throat> percent. Excuse me. And it's set in this kind of barely explained universe where a process called severance allows employees to split themselves into two discrete entities. So you have a work self who exists during office hours only, and a home self who is completely divorced from work. So they've chosen to undergo this surgical procedure in which their consciousness is bifurcated, you know, between work and home. So they have their two selves referred to as their innie and their outie, (laughs) and they know of each other. They know that they exist, but otherwise they lead completely separate existences. The work self has no understanding or memories of what goes on outside the office and vice versa. Mm. Interesting theory. I could see a few issues that could rise from it, though, and I'm sure. Well, I mean, there's (laughs) issues that rise from it for sure. But at its core, it's a really high concept show that's acutely focused on exploring this really original idea, which I think we've all thought about at some point. Like, it'd be really cool to just not even remember Mm -hmm. my work life Um, and kind of the whole like work life balance, which I think is huge right now. You're always hearing about in the news and it operates on like a number of levels so it has like that kind of mystery box like lost elements and people really enjoyed that show you know solving a mystery i think a lot of tv sleuths are into that like you're trying to figure out what's going on um before it unfolds Mm -hmm. so if you like that this is the show for you and also it is like extremely funny really even though it's like creepy it never takes itself as seriously as like westworld well, we will talk about Westworld, man. Well, I feel like that show took itself way too seriously. Like, it doesn't kind of wallow in its own self-importance. It takes its a lot of its cues from, like, parodies like The Office. Okay. So it has that, um, but it really has just the day-to-day grind of, of office life. I think it is, it's super special. It, it does everything. Um, I don't know. I think that... It's going. It's like the first post-prestige TV classic. It's mm. a show that gets to have its cake and eat it too. I think it's going to be talked about for a long time. And so it was also nominated. We have lead actor Adam Scott, supporting actress Patricia Arquette, supporting actor John Turturro, and Christopher Walken. Oh man, I didn't know it had every all those people in there. Absolutely. Why, man, how did Adam Scott get top billing on that cast? Like and he's yet, fourth easy. He's great. Hmm, okay. He's really because I was like, oh, I don't, I don't that's, know, yeah, I don't mind like, him. That's all. That, that's some heavyweights he's in that show. He with, man. fits in the role that they have created for him perfectly. If you have access to Apple TV, um, or the library will eventually get it. Check out severance because i want to talk okay. to people about it yeah nobody's really watching i don't have enough people to talk to about it i'll watch it because you know I, you can always talk me into some high concept sci-fi like that is not a problem thank you i'll well, be happy well since you brought it up i'm just going to briefly talk about westworld because you are correct 
Westworld kind of got lost up its own butt there for a little while. A little it pretentious. wasn't nominated, though, was it? It was not. No, it didn't deserve to be for season three. However, season four that just ended, oh, the show came back with a vengeance. It's probably the last year of it, and I don't really see how they could. I, they could, but I don't see how they could continue the storyline. But, man, season four was back up to season one standards All of excellence. Right. It's not for me, but I'll trust you. Get to the end, guys. It's a good one. But you know what? I'm going to talk about what I consider easily the best show that is on TV that okay. unfortunately also ended its run. That's Better Call Saul, which was up for seven nominations this year. More next year, I assure you, because the second half of this final season, oh, oh boy. You have to talk very lightly because I'm not caught up. Oh, okay. Well, I'll put it this way. Better Call Saul, in my opinion, just as good, if not a better show than Breaking Bad. Cause it is an excellent show. I love it. Um, how far into it are you? Okay, so I'm whatever comes up on Netflix, so I think... Season five's out right now? Uh, yes. Is the final? Five. Yeah, the so final. Or six. So it's probably I'm waiting to watch the first half of season five. Okay. So the new one. So you're up to, you're up to the final season. Well, guys, this show, who would have thought that a show about a, si- a comedic side character would become as poignant and fabulous as it is? Because Bob Odenkirk. I mean. What a gem. I never imagined he had it in him. I really didn't. Bob Odenkirk is legit, like, in my opinion, the best actor on TV at the moment with this character. Okay. Like, it was up for seven nominations. It's up for all the big ones. It's up for best drama series. Um, um, Bob Odenkirk is up for best lead actor for playing Saul. Finally, they put Rhea Seahorn up for um, for supporting actress, even though she kind of should be a lead. Um for playing Kim Wexler on that show. Yeah, she's wonderful. What is taking so long there? Yeah, if she doesn't win it this year, definitely next year she's going to win it. If, yeah. you, if you don't know what it is, basically it's the show that follows around Saul Goodman, who is the lawyer for Walter White in Breaking Bad. This basically is a show that goes through three time periods. It goes through the quote-unquote present. It lets you know like his past about how he was always kind of like a shifty con man. Mm-hmm. And then it comes in the future, which is also kind of the present, for his post-Breaking Bad life to see what happened to him after that show went off because, you know, it just kind of let him off on his own. They didn't really say what happened to him. But the, it just it's not your typical lawyer show. Like, it is, but it isn't. It's more of a character study kind of thing. I never thought this show was going to work. No, I absolutely did not. <laughs> like, and it works so well. Especially after the first three seasons where it was a good show, but not a great show. And then the It's break- a slow burn. Yes. It's a slow burn show. But then, like, once it starts overlapping with Breaking Bad and, like, some of those favorite characters start popping up, you're like, oh, fantastic yeah it is easily like the most engrossing show on tv i hope it wins everything i hope it like does a clean sweep with its seven nominations See, that's it's gonna be tough and that's but. tough because we've got severance and then um the next show i want to talk about a bunch of others on our list too what, what you got what's your other one so that would be succession the most nominated program of 2022 i'm um, on hbo a lot of one word s's getting nominated this they're year. the best shows i'm not even done <laughs> um i love succession it is such a delicious show of like disgusting people. So we have one Logan Roy that is played by Brian Cox. Everyone loves Brian mm-hmm. Cox. Excellent. Han- he is first Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> CEO of the world's largest media and entertainment conglomerate. And he's considering retirement. And then each of his four grown children are following like a personal agenda that doesn't always sync with the others or of their father to kind of take over. But really, in actuality, he just has no plans of stepping aside. Sure. Um, And he's kind of contemplating what the future holds. And he's lingered in this limelight for so long. And the family is kind of like, we want to run it. We have different ideas. They are all 
absolutely insane people. Kendall Roy is uh, Logan's eldest son, and he was president of the firm, so he was kind of the heir apparent. Um, and in the first season, he kind of attempts to take over. And then his other the si- siblings are kind of deciding, like, who do they side with? Are they on their dad's side? Are they on Kendall's side? This is the most thrilling and beautifully obscene TV that there is. Oh, beautifully obscene. I like that yes, description. It is wonderful. It is, it's, has scenes where I'm literally sitting at the edge of the couch, like smiling, like an evil, gleeful smile of Ooh. like what is going on. In the hands of less able people, um, I think this kind of narrative rehashing that they do would be really bland. But every time you watch it, like succession becomes more pleasurably itself with every episode like it truly becomes better it drills down even deeper into like its core is a study of just the human thirst for domination and you are here for it nice (laughs) yeah you know yeah i think i have to recontextualize that show because there were obvious reasons i was kind of avoiding it but now i feel like if i look at it as it's more like the mcmahon family considering all the drama there i might enjoy it a little bit it's like uh the um, Ailes, Roger Ailes. It's like he owns Fox News. Like right. that's kind of what you're getting. And there's so many beautifully obscene insults and backstabbing, but the character portraits are really immaculate. Um, it's got the good Culkin in it, so it's like it's always a positive. It definitely does have the good Culkin in it. And yeah, I can't think of a contemporary series that is as universally well regarded as succession and i will say it deserves every accolade and a lot of shows get hyped up and you're like really but Mm -hmm. this is great i think some of the earlier episodes are already shaping up to be all-time tv classics that we'll be talking about through the years so we've got it nominated for best drama then we have best lead actor brian cox and jeremy strong are nominated supporting actor we have nicholas braun kieran culkin and matthew mcfadden is so good supporting actress we have jay smith cameron and sarah snook and then we even have guest actress in a drama series we have hope davis sana lathan harriet walter and guest actor in a drama series adrian brody james cromwell arian moad and alexander skarsgård Jeez, oh, they're not all are those people all nominated or yes Jeez, man. those that is everyone who's nominated for this show so you know it is no joke and i know some people that are like eh, i watched two episodes and everyone was kind of gross and i couldn't get into it but like well, yeah. stick with it you get to hate these rich people it feels good get to i don't think it's gonna take me much to, <laughs> yeah, get to that level man. exactly so ain't, man it's got oof that's three already better call Saul, succession and Severance. i wouldn't know who to pick we i really still, wouldn't we still got more and these shows deserve to win, too. Like, I know. It's really it's really wild. <laughs> all right. So you know what? Let me go to... Let's stick with drama. Why the heck not? We're go, we're got yeah. going good here. 13 nominations. Something that also ended this year. One of my favorites. We're talking about Netflix Ozark. The Jason Bateman Breaking Bad inspired. Where did this come from? I think Andrew shed a tear as it ended. You know, weirdly, I've just never watched it. You, you've never seen... Have you seen any of it, really? Yeah, like I've seen bits that he watches. He just like, it became like his show and we don't have a lot of separate shows. So mm-hmm. I was like, let's just leave that as your show. But I know I'm missing out on one of the greats. Oh, it is such a good show. So if you don't know what it is, um, Jason Bateman and his wife, Laura Linney, uh, the bird, uh, you know, couple, 
Uh, basically, Marty Bird was a um, laundering money for a drug cartel, and his partner kind of screws that up for them. And no bueno. He, yeah, he basically is about <laughs> to get killed if he doesn't do everything the cartel tells him to do. So he has to move him and his family to West Virginia into the Ozark Mountains so they can start figuring out new ways to launder money while kind of giving themselves some space from the cartel. And absolute horribleness ensues. I'm so fascinated by money laundering. It, they get into the, <laughs> they get into the weeds on yeah. the show, man. Like you get it explained in some shows, you get into the details about like, oh, well, I'll just get like a cash business, and then Marty Bird will be like, you can't just do a cash business because then there's these tax things. You got to have these blah blah blah, and you got to have this. He's one. the guy you need if you're going to successfully do it. This dude's heart rate never rises above like <laughs> 50, and it is fantastic. Yeah. Laura Linney, if you think like Jason Bateman is set up to be the villain of the show, you are gonna hate Laura Linney's guts by the end of this one she is so terrible yet such is an important she part nominated of the show. yes she's okay. up for best lead we got bateman is up for best lead actor it's up for best drama series laura linney's up for best um actress um julia garner everybody's favorite she's yeah. up again for best supporting actress she you know she's a um, favorite again to take it back this year um and also guest star tom pelfrey uh played by ben davis who is um Marty's wife's uh, Wendy's brother okay with uh, some mental illness he actually he's up for like best guest star and he actually had a very interesting emotional appearance on that show like he's one of those characters that doesn't seem like he belonged but no he's still very important he does a very good job with it so but if you're looking for a crime show that you are not going to know where it's going it's same thing you're going to sit on the edge of your seat sometimes Sometimes you're going to be like smiling. Sometimes your mouth is just going to be sitting there open like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. I'm going to save that show for like retirement to have something to look forward to. That's going to be your retirement show? Yeah. That's a smart move. Because I don't know when I'll get to it. I I feel like that's going to be probably succession for me. I'm like, I know it's Mm. there. I'm going to get to it eventually. It's Raised by Wolf season two. Stop (laughs) it. it. Just stop it. Why are you even doing that? (laughs) I don't even know. It got canceled. It's not going to be around. I still, one day, one day I'll finish it. That was stupid. All right. I'm coming in with my third S show here, uh, nominated best drama. That is Stranger Things on Netflix. I'll see. Of course. The big juggernaut that is Stranger Things. The family show. So six years ago, Matt and Ross Duffer whipped up the most perfect streaming video kind of treat. Um, season one Has of it Stranger... Been that long? My God. I know, right? Oh. Season one, I think, was a really expertly um, assembled and precisely calibrated, we'll just call it like a souffle of Gen X nostalgia. We had this um, Spielbergian family melodrama in a kind of more intense than expected sci-fi horror adventure. It's got that John Carpenter-esque theme song. It's got all, around. it is like delicious, entirely guilt-free indulgence and like the fourth season demonstrates that they still have like expertise in like their crowd pleasing instincts even though that may exceed their storytelling imagination yeah but like it still leaves you really really happy so i'm not going to get into the whole description because it's a little convoluted if you haven't watched any of it um i will say that one of the things that is i think difficult for them is that the central cast members who were like 12 when the show began have aged quite a bit, yeah, <laughs> so and, like uh, not aged well. Oh, stop of, it! They're in ugly, their they're in their awkward phase. No, they're they're gonna be in an awkward phase the rest of their life because there's some ugly looking children. Man. Don't listen try. to him. You're no. so you're so weird and go, mean and judgy. Go ahead, try to watch Ghostbusters Afterlife and not be like this kid. Ugh, <laughs> He's gross. talented. Anyway, it's a really indulgent 1980s homage to horror, to Cold War thrillers, 
to hacker movies, to fantasy, to films like The Goonies and Stand By Me. It's also a particularly violent show. Like there is some stuff it that happens. It is on this getting one. more violent. It's moving away a bit from like sit down with the kids and watch it. Unless your kids have grown up with it, then they're probably at a proper age. But so Netflix has commissioned a fifth and final season. Which I think is the right move. Five years is usually about like let's get out it's of here. It definitely feels done. Um and they've really hinted that this will involve a disaster that's kind of on a global scale. Nice. more than just like that's some we, geeks knowing about it. That's what you want, man. You want these geeks playing Dungeons and Dragons and trying to save the world. Absolutely. Like, this, legit. I want to say, though, if you're not watching Netflix, like it's good old-fashioned fun. Yeah. We're it, all looking forward to it. Even those extra long episodes, I was like, great. Yeah, isn't the thought supposed to be like four hours or something? Like It's that? a lot. <sighs> it's a lot, but it's a, it's a great show. So check out that one. What else? It's so exciting. We got another S. Of course, there's another S. Are we still in drama too? We're or? still in drama and wow. we got another S coming up. That is incredible. So Squid Game. Remember that? That was the big show for the moment like <laughs> yeah. a long time ago. 14 nominations. Really? I'm very mm-hmm. surprised. I know. That. I saw that number two and I was like, that can't be right. But then sure enough, like it's up for a whole bunch. Uh, lead actor for... Uh, so, you know, Ji-hun, man, we're going to butcher these names, so I'm sorry ahead of time. Uh, supporting actor, uh, Cho Sang-woo. Supporting actor again for Oh Il-nam, uh, who plays like that little old guy that's in all yeah, of like, the uh, thing. Uh, supporting actress for Ji-young. So, and then a bunch of like technical ones, like best directing, best writing for an episode, best cinematography. If you don't know what Squid Game is, if you just saw it and you're like, yeah, it's going to, I don't, it's this foreign show. I don't know what's going on. It's a lot better and weirder than you think it's going to be. For Unless us. you watch it dubbed, which I had to do because yeah. Andrew just asked for one show to be dubbed. Because he's like, well, I get tired of reading it. I was like, okay, that show is terrible dubbed. Yeah, don't you shouldn't watch movies or anything. Dubbed Nothing anyways, ever. No. I don't know why I allowed this, but so I didn't like the show at all. Yeah, well, <laughs> if you're yeah, if you don't get the actual motion of the actors, yes. it's totally understandable. Um, so basically. It's one of those shows where you under people that get chosen because they don't need money and they're like, oh, I'm going to go do this competition. It's going to be whatever it is. And the winner's going to get a butt ton of money. So it's, how bad could it how be? How bad could it be? Oh, boy. So then <laughs> they get up and red light, green light never kind of feels the same after that first episode. So, you know, it's basically 100 people. Last one standing gets all the money. And Talk about gruesome. Yeah. Oh, there is some gruesomeness. And they also, even though you know who the main character is, you kind of have an idea about who will probably make it to the end. They have a lot of like sympathetic characters on the show that you're like, oh man, they're not really going to kill so and so, or this is nothing bad's going to happen yeah, to this person. Yeah, they're all just normal people who need some money. Yeah, and they got like these all these tragic backstories, and everybody needs the money for one reason or another. But you're like, well, only one or two of you, one's going to get it. So it's the most anti-capitalist show that there is. And did you hear that they're trying to make it into like? A game show? Yeah, like a reality like, show. Which it can't be because no. it's full of murder. Yeah, I mean, if we want to <laughs> kill people on screen, I'm like, well, that's, I don't think we're there yet. Like, we have snuff shows now. Like, yeah. yeah, that doesn't well, work. Like, well, we were close, but we're not really there anymore, man. Like, we're kind of pulling away back from that horrible, like, ultraviolence on TV. Like, yeah. I mean, we're killing people with like uh, demogorgons and stuff, man. We can't be using actual people doing this. Come on. It'll um, be interesting to see if they pick anything up. Yeah, season two's um, in production now, so that's going to be coming out soon. Um, so we'll have to see how it continues goes. But that first season, one of the best, man. I might have to recheck it out. 
yeah, normal. Just, yeah, normal wise. Don't like <laughs> listen to that. No, no like, bad dumb. Like, oh, we need to get out of here immediately. That's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, I, oh, I know. That's I'm like, no, thank you. Um, I'm gonna move into some of my favorite comedy series as time ticks by here. Okay? Yeah, of course we're you know always always against the clock. So nominated for best comedy is Hacks, which is on HBO. I never watched that. This one. is my favorite comedy right now. This is such a good show. I feel like it's underrated. It, there's a dark mentorship that forms between Deborah Vance. She is a legendary Las Vegas comic um, played by Gene Smart. Oh, I see. There you go. Exactly. And then this entitled outcast 25-year-old comedy writer who's played by a stand-up comedian um, named Hannah Eid- Einbinder, I believe yep, is her name. Nailed it. So... The story is is that Deborah Vance, she's in kind of this trailblazer. She's a trailblazer, but she's in a rut with okay. her comedy. Um, and so Ava is hired to help like this older comic freshen up her jokes because she's young. She's, you know, Jed Z or whatever. And the premise of these two very imperfect people trying to evolve while doing the work that they love is really the DNA of the show. They work so well together. It's really low-key funny. And this is finally a role for the incomparable Jean Smart that is worthy of her talents. This is the first thing I've seen her in. Oh, really? Like yes. Fargo, Legion, like, get out of here. You, nobody cares. This is Jean okay. Smart. This is what they gave her. The whole show is full of funnies. It has a lot of unforced emotional truths, which I like. Um, it's great. And then Jean Smart was nominated for Best Lead Actress, and Hannah was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Okay. See? HBO still busting out those shows you're not expecting, man. Yeah. Definitely check out Hacks. I uh, really like it. Another HBO comedy that's up, uh, Barry, 14 nominations. That's a lot. It is a lot, and this is a critical darling of a show. I don't even necessarily know if I call it a comedy anymore. It's more of a drama at this point. Like, there's comedic elements, like, going on, but there's a lot of, like, wow. I got to go back. I watched two episodes, and I just kind of lost the thread. You know when that happens? You just, yeah. too much time goes by. Yeah, you got to start over again, because yeah. you got to definitely keep going. But if you don't know what it is, uh, 14 nominations. It was up for Best Comedy Series. Bill Hader's up for Best Lead Actor. Henry Winkler is up for Best Supporting oh, Actor. Henry Winkler. <laughs> Anthony Kerrigan uh, is also up for Best Supporting Actor. That dude is fantastic. As no-ho Hank, he's like this bald Chechenian... Uh, Mafia boss who's okay. like just uh, like a oh my god I can't even know how to describe him like it's one of those characters you have to see at least you laugh every single time that dude is on screen <laughs> and, it, and it's just fantastic um, but basically it's a show about Barry is a hitman um, who doesn't want to be a hitman anymore he's got like post traumatic stress disorder he just doesn't like killing people he's good at it he's like the best hitman in the world but he just hates doing it so he decides he wants to retire and become an actor in Los Angeles so it's he basically the, what a premise that is the best premise for a show it's so fantastic <laughs> and it like really goes into it like oh he's got you know still some murder stuff he has to take care <laughs> but of but he wants improv also <laughs> yeah but he's like I gotta get to class I have an audition <laughs> and people love the guy as an actor because he has the most important part of being an actor in Hollywood he's six feet tall so they're like okay well we can put you in stuff you're six foot tall white male <laughs> in his 30s like we can put you in stuff oh, no I problem love Bill Hader too Bill Hader's fantastic like the guy's actually getting some uh some like recognition for his acting work and people are seeing him as a legit leading man now yeah. which is fantastic Henry Winkler is actually being an amazing actor on this show I like um, Henry Winkler <laughs> just if you're looking for a lighter 30 minute little comedy Dramedy actually is probably a better way to put it. Go check out Barry, man. It's such a great show. Like I can't wait to see how the new season is going to keep the storyline going. All right, I'm going to revisit. Now I'm going to talk about the most joyous show 
on all of television. Oh, let's see what's going to be. Ted Lasso on Apple TV. Oh, that mustache is, t- is taking the globe, <sighs> man. People love that show. What a glorious feel-good spirit. I don't know. We got Apple TV just because I was sick of hearing people talk about Ted Lasso. I was like, fine, I'll subscribe to another stupid thing to watch this stupid show. And I'm. we watch it, we just smile. I'm not it's, even yeah. kidding. You're just like, I feel good inside. For those of you who have not had the pleasure, and please... Do indulge yourself as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. I would be surprised if it didn't improve your life just a little bit. Because Ted Lasso is simply put a tale of a good man just doing good things. Um, so with a, with a smile on his face. With a smile on his face and a great mustache. So we have Jason Sudeikis, who's also co-creator of the show. He's an American football coach, but he is brought over by an English football coach. Well, the manager of a team, excuse me, Rebecca Welton. Um, to transform the team's fortune. So, in fact, what you learn in the beginning of the first season is that she's hoping that his lack of expertise will cause the team to fail. Yeah, it's a major league syndrome. Her ex-husband loves the the club, but he lost it in the divorce settlement, and she got it. Mm -hmm. So she's like, oh, I'm going to have this team be terrible to get him back. But um, all of the obstacles that fall before Ted, his just optimism and his energy and his unshakable belief in humanity. Yeah, Sude- just keep it going. Man, Sudeikis, you were talking about a role that just like propelled somebody and he fits into that role like a glove. It's he, so, he, so good for him. He really does. It's like just a fantasy show of decency and non-toxic masculinity, um, of leadership through emotional intelligence. Like nothing in it is real, but yeah. you're like, I'm going to, pr- it's kind of, you know what it is? It's like kindness porn it's Shit's creek it's parks and rec it's brooklyn 99 i know exactly what you mean you know those shows that have such a fervid fan base and that you really cherish the show rather than questioning anything (laughs) that's going on that's not important no Ted Lasso would never send divorce papers to his wife while she was in the middle of her movie premiere. I would like to. I would like to just say though that I'm pretty sure you give servers um, their home addresses and you tell them where they work, and that's it. You don't choose when servers come and serve you. So she's really just talking a lot of smack because her film's coming out. She is like she is using that to get a lot of publicity, isn't she? It's all over the place. It's it's a bit too obvious. Hey Olivia, I'm still not going to go see your movie. Oh, I'm going to see it so hard, Olivia, so don't worry about that with every girl that I know. But Ted Lasso, it's so beautiful. So Jason Sudeikis, Sudeikis was nominated for lead actor. And then for supporting actress, we have Sarah Niles, Juno Temple, and Hannah Waddingham. Then we have supporting actor. And we've got three there. Brett Goldstein. Oh, my God. Is that the um, the strong jaw dude with the black hair? Yes, he's amazing. He's uh, a Marvel character now. Uh, I would. I might actually watch that one. And Toheeb Jamo and Nick Mohammed, all nominated. Ted Lasso, you're the most beautiful thing ever. These are worth having Apple TV. You can watch Ted Lasso and Severance. Worth it. There you go. You already got it. Then just cancel, the, then just cancel it. Yeah, you <laughs> look at the Twilight Zone and then decide, eh. I don't even know if it's on that one. Uh, I have no no idea. Uh, Okay, so my favorite for the comedic show, What We Do in the Shadows, (laughs) seven (laughs) nominations. Is this for what season, though? Is it season two? No, this is for season three. Okay, because season season four now. Two just came on Hulu, and it's 
it's not as good as season one. No, I still it's not. love it, but season three, they're season four now. They're they're back to where they were again. This is a show that you want to talk about one that embraced the fact that they let you swear on network television now. <laughs> oh boy, did the writers like love that little change. Oh, it's so funny and stupid. Based on the movie of the same name, uh, is it uh, Taika Waititi came up with the idea with his usual writing partners, <laughs> and it's basically a documentary about three vampires living together in their house and um, their daily shenanigans. Me. There are four vampires. How dare oh. you forget Colin Robinson? <laughs> you know why? Because I need, did not need my energy drained. That's I, right. You know what? He's the best character on that show. Oh, too. being so an energy funny. vampire, I cannot. It's so funny. I mean, it sounds like a dumb premise, everybody, for the vampires living together and the wackiness that ensues, but it's not because these guys are just so dumb and light and just like haven't learned anything, even though they've they been alive forever. <laughs> The, the only way they're even alive is because of their um, housemate, Guillermo, who is basically like their familiar, who wants to become a vampire. And, and they're never going to let him. They're never going to let him. And you actually find out more stuff about him that makes him even more interesting later on oh. um, that may or may not make him the world's greatest vampire hunter by birth, <laughs> which has a completely other layer to the show. It's really cute. They also have a lot of fun with cameos. Like if you've ever played a vampire in a movie, you could just call them and they'll figure out a way to put you on that show yeah. as your vampire character without actually saying your name or who matter. you are. It is great. Like Wesley Snipes when he pops up on the show is just the best thing. It's a great dinner show. If you watch TV while you eat dinner, this is a great one to put on. Yeah, as long as you don't mind F-bombs and S-bombs flying That's quite right. regularly. <laughs> um, no acting nominations, surprisingly, for anybody yeah. on here, but it doesn't matter. It's a ensemble show all the way such one of the best man. Go, Definitely, go watch it. That's Get the like movie a too. Great example. Like that is an ensemble show. No mm-hmm. one person is it more important than the other? No, and they all have like different character traits and personality traits that are gonna make that you're gonna attach yourself to and get laugh. Except for Colin Robinson, you're just gonna laugh at that guy the entire time. Yes, so. you are. Um, I'm just gonna mention two quick ones because I want to move on to the limited series okay. since we're running out of time. But I will say, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel was nominated again. I want to say the first three seasons are really funny and emotional and beautifully shot. And that I thought this season, not so much. I'm surprised that it was nominated. I can't get myself to watch that fourth season, and I don't know why. Like, I like the other seasons. I just cannot because like, it's, motivate myself. It's just not, it's really not good. But it was nominated for a bunch of stuff. Um, I'm hoping for a better season five. I want to just throw out there only murders in the building on Hulu. Oh, a show that Martin shouldn't show? be good, but it is good. It's like these three people that share an obsession with true crime and they find themselves wrapped up in one and it has Steve Martin, Martin Short and Selena Gomez. That's adorable. It has cross-generational humor. Um, It's really sweet. It's not going to change your life, but again, something to watch during dinner. Mm -hmm. Um, And Steve Martin and Martin Short were nominated. Of course they Do you have more regular shows or can we do limited series or do you want to do more comedy? No, we can do the limited one. So first one that I know we're both or maybe you were going to talk about it i don't remember let's both just talk about dope sick yep that was on hulu fantastic show like a definitely heartbreaking show to watch it might be one of the best done miniseries i've ever seen Mm -hmm. but yeah so harrowing oh like oh michael stolberg you just want to punch that guy the entire time i cut his face right off of his body the worst and michael keaton is like hey hang on a second i'm gonna rip your heart out of your chest you don't need it anymore yeah who who (laughs) needs a heart guys will poulter it's gonna be an example of oh you you feel bad about what you did well you still did it so You, you still did it so this show it traces the story of oxycontin from the offices of purdue farm and their role in the opioid crisis 
to the examining room of an Appalachian doctor that's played by Michael Keaton. Up for best uh, actor, which is very deservedly so. So much so. This, it's it's really highly watchable show, especially in long bursts. Like, you can binge it, but I don't know why you'd want to. Just to get it's it over very with, basically. painful. It, that's it, actually it, true. It, it's a rough show, man. It is. You're like, I love it, but I want it to end. We also supporting actress, a nominee for Caitlin Dever. Mm-hmm. Dever? Dever, yeah. It's one of those. I love sure. her. She's, gonna, She's good on that show. And then Mayor Winningham, who's always wonderful. And then supporting actor Will Poulter was nominated, Peter Skarsgård, and Michael uh, Stahlberg. Yeah. Oh, Michael Stahlberg. We he need, was. We need to talk about pain. Oh, that was really good, Thank Jacob. You. I'm working on my Michael Stahlberg, man. I you gotta... sounded like him. <laughs> oh, that dude. Just the worst character you're ever going to see in movie. Oh, I hate these people. And they're real people, and mm-hmm. they're disgusting, and eat the rich. And anyway, watch Dope Sick. What do you have? Can't... There's been a lot of good miniseries this year. Can't wait for all the, those people's money to be taken away. So, you know. What's a show that you feel you makes you think you're going to be seeing one thing and then you watch it and it's a totally different thing? Pam and Tommy. I did <laughs> yeah. not. A, I didn't expect the show to be good. It was fantastic. I, did I didn't not, expect to see as many uh, prosthetic body parts as you see. They are just <laughs> flipping and flopping and all over the place. Every part you could possibly want to see. You see it. Yeah. It's not real, but you see it. <laughs> yeah. The uh, There's some makeup work that, that was done pretty convincingly for this show. Yeah. Tommy Lee, well... You know, and Pam Anderson, you kind of know. It's basically the movie about how their sex tape got released into the public sphere and basically kicked off the whole, like, hidden camera sex tape craze that kind of continues today. That If you watched that, you feel bad when you you watch this show. You feel really bad, especially for Pam Anderson. Like, Tommy Lee, they even point out, like, Tommy Lee, like, yeah, you're in the tape. But for women, it's it's ruined her. I mean, she's not the most talented actress, but it definitely ruined any shot she had at anything. She was such a joke. Yeah, well, she still pretty much is. It really makes you think, like, the jokes that you laugh about on, like, late night TV that you forget. Just a human. Mm-hmm. This is just a real person going through a horrible moment. And not everybody, like, they show, like, kind of how Pam Anderson got her, came to be. She wasn't, like, going through acting school and going up the ranks. She was just some chick in the stands of a football game in Calgary. She was just pretty. And then she became famous, and now she has no experience or no like practice or training on how to ignore the public so yeah. she's just this poor canadian girl that's getting all this horrible stuff said about her and constantly. it's not like they released it it's not a kim kardashian where they want the attention it was stolen from them that was a yeah. private video and then like even her husband doesn't understand why it's such a big deal for her like he's kind of making light of it and he's like why do you care or, like just ignore it but was the was she nominated i can't think of her name what's her name uh, lily james yes. lily james she was up for best um actress good. sebastian stan is up for uh oh, best okay, actor good. and seth rogan up for best supporting actor as well so it's interesting yeah so it's still got 10 nominations deserved every one of them uh, if you want to show that it's going to be way better than you expect and actually make you feel kind of bad for you know pam and tom you, well more pam not you really definitely tom. Feel tommy kind of the jerk he is in real life they do not but hide he, that you on the do show, see but. that like i don't know that their marriage would have made it but I, this is something that destroyed them they, they didn't stand a chance they definitely seem like they love each other on that show for they sure. really do and, and like, like, this just killed yeah. anything that was there so That's you feel kind show. of bad for him excellent show man Go check that one out. I will mention, even though a lot of people hated it, it is nominated, and that would be Inventing Anna on Netflix. Another uh, Julia Garner vehicle for Netflix. I mean, she is so good in this. Um, I'm so glad that she is nominated, but 
if you didn't inhale the New York Magazine article about Anna Delvey, which is what this show is about, the article came out in the spring of 2018. You missed out. Go find the article and mm-hmm. read it. The article is fascinating. I remember when I read it and I was like, what? Who is this person? But um, this show is about Anna Delvey. And really, it's just Julie Garner is being amazing. Of course. Her just, accent. They just let her get out there and do her thing on this show. And the chick is just so, she's so despicable. But Julie, what? you look poor. Why are you so poor? Oh, I just... It's so entertaining. <laughs> basically, a show that the the subtext of the show is fake it till you make it. That's basically what that show is. And she almost made it. Almost got there. Almost. And got she's there. tricking the grossly rich, so you don't feel bad for these people. No, not at all. You're not like, at you, all. You figure like, oh, you guys are all that stupid that you would fall for this. And then I want to talk about a miniseries I love that didn't get nominated, but was um, they had a lead actor was nominated, and that's Andrew Garfield in Under the Banner of Heaven, which is on Hulu. I never even heard of that one. It's excellent. It was one of my. It's one of my favorite nonfiction books. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, I'll see how they did it. It's about a, a devout detective. Um, he's in the. He's a Mormon, mm-hmm. and his faith is tested as he investigates this brutal murder that is seemingly connected um, to this really huge LDS fundamental family and their distrust in the government. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's based on the real life 1984 murder of Brenda Wright Lafferty and her 15 month old daughter. I'm going to say I did not have an opinion of Andrew, Andrew Garfield. And after this show, I think Andrew Garfield is a stunning performer. Andrew Garfield's fantastic. Like he's got he, he had was that. so good. He was in Silence. He's got the Spider Man movie. He's about to have another Spider Man movie coming out. He's got um Eyes of Tammy Faye. He's excellent in that he movie. He is excellent in that. I have a whole new opinion of him, but there's just choices he made in these that I was like, This is the first detective I believe in I think anything I've seen. Like, he looks like a person who is reacting the way a actual human being would react to these things. Because they always make him so tough and like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what I saw, I'm going to go drink. But he's, like, actually dealing with the emotions of he, it. He has a good, like, emotional cry face. Like, he def- he's got that upper, yes. li- that upper lip quivers and he's got that look in his eye. Under the like, banner of heaven. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. Okay, what do you have? I'm going to just do, like, one more after and then uh, we'll be yeah, out. Quick recommendations. Stuff that isn't going to get nominated, but I, you know, I always oh, enjoy Oh, so it. this stuff is not nominated? No, this is just okay. some other nominated stuff that was good that should be nominated i mentioned westworld uh we own the city the john what the heck yeah what, what? how did that get nothing not a single thing like, i not just even finished effects. it last night holy cow yeah it's just like ugh. i want to forget it immediately because it was so disturbing but nothing <laughs> you're right that's, <laughs> that's a how, good one that's how it goes with some of these shows man um we own this city the john barenthal uh like miniseries on hbo that's basically a sequel to the wire if you want to learn more except true all true yeah all true on this one and you like ugh. don't want to go to baltimore watching that one you don't want to go anywhere um umbrella academy another favorite of mine never okay. gonna be nominated for nothing but a great little comic book show and the rowan atkinson led man versus b oh what a great little show this is oh brother literally 10 minute episodes oh, brother. Should, should have just been a short movie it's just a guy taking on a bee in a house that he's trying to watch it's so lovely that's Jacob had to be Jacob. You had to be Jacob at some point. Good for you. Um, And I'll just mention the show Station Eleven on HBO. It was only nominated for Best Lead Actor by Himesh Patel. But I thought this was one of the most beautiful shows that I saw this year. 
Um, also, it's a post-apocalyptic saga. It spans multiple timelines, and it tells the story of survivors of a devastating flu. Oh, you're it was a little weird to watch. It's an excellent book. If you've never read Station Eleven, I also highly recommend that. But a lot of good stuff. I'm glad we got to just yak on about a lot of it. But sadly, yeah. we're out of time. Why don't you plug us up? So if you have to catch up on your Emmy nominations or you want to see the books that some of these things are based on, stop by your local library. We got 37 branches all throughout Erie County. Come on by. I'm sure we got something you're looking for. Uh, don't forget to visit our website at www.buffalolib.org. See what kind of programs and stuff we got going on. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at AllBookedUpPod and let us know what you got picked for the Emmys this year. And I do want to mention an upcoming program. I don't know if you know about Constitution Day, also known as Citizenship Day. It's no, an American federal observance that recognizes the adoption of the U.S. Constitution and all the people that have become citizens. Okay. And the library um, has a program on Saturday, September 17th at 11 a.m. Uh, it's a Constitution Day lecture with Steve Peraza, who's an assistant professor of history at Buff State. So that's downtown at Central. You should come check that out. And now let's get to some facts here. Facts, facts, Did facts. you know that TV made its debut at the World's Fair? Oh, okay, was, that makes sense. Yeah, so it was 1939, the World's Fair. Television was introduced for the first time. RCA broadcast the fair's opening ceremonies, which featured President FDR on television sets around the fairgrounds and across the city. And then the following day, May 1st, 1939, the company began selling the first television sets. Hmm, for $25,000 or whatever <laughs> they cost. And they're the size of your palm. You um, could watch snow for, for all 23 hours a day. I feel that you might know this. Do you know the most watched TV episode ever? I assume it's MASH, but I don't know if it is. It was the finale of MASH. Um, so it actually was watched by some 106 million Americans. That is 60% of American households. If you think about it, like the Game of Thrones finale had 19 million. This is 106 mm -hmm. million people. Crazy. Um, so you've got the TV coming out in 1939, but the remote wasn't invented until 1950. Oof, oof, no thank you. It's a lot of work right There's there. a lot of watching, like, uh, whatever station you're on. <laughs> yep. So in 1950, the Zenith Radio Corporation released the first remote. It was connected to the TV set of course. by a bulky cord, but the remote could change channels and it could turn the TV on and off. Unfortunately, though, it wasn't a hit because consumers complained that they were constantly wound up and tripping over the cord. Mm -hmm. So then like, obviously yeah, we move forward. Two, two feet long of it or however long the cord was. Like it probably sure wasn't <laughs> yeah, very long. And the average American watches four plus hours of TV. So, um, is that a day? That's got to be a day. That ain't a week. Oh, yes. No, that's <laughs> obviously a day. But older Americans actually spend longer watching TV. Adults 65 plus spend more than seven hours a day watching TV. And it's um, all Law and Order reruns. And those between the ages of 50 and 64 spend almost six hours, while younger adults, 18 to 34, um, supposedly spend under two hours a day, but I'm going to say that that's TV. Yeah, that's, and that is not counting the streaming on their laptops. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a skewed ratio right there. That we is start. definitely a skewed ratio because I don't. Teens barely even watch the physical TV. They don't watch they do laptops. the real world. Like they're just walking around half the time looking at their phones doing stuff anyway. So like screen time, 23 hours it's, a day. It's better there than in the real world. But okay, thank yeah. you so much for listening. We hope that you go and check out some of these shows and we will catch you next time. Bye.